Welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Monday, April the 18th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's joy today. For my friends, we celebrate the resurrection of our God. (laughs) So as you can tell, uh, either I have a special effects, uh, you know, button that has been added to the podcast or... I have a guest with me, and that guest is uh, my daughter, Bridget. So, Bridget, why don't you say hello to the people and tell them a little bit about yourself? Hello, people out there. (laughs) I am the favorite daughter, favorite child, I might venture to say, of the Zank family here in Sheboygan. Um, And I am a junior at the University of St. Thomas studying vocal music education with a minor in Spanish and and theology now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I am home for Easter break. So I wanted to do this with my dad this week. So just because said daughter said she is the favorite, you know, (laughs) listen, sometimes what do they say in the end of, uh, you know, podcast, the Thoughts of the uh, podcasters may or may not reflect the thoughts of the uh, the host. So in case my other daughters uh, are listening, hey, th- those were not my words. Those were another's. Um, my friends, I hope your Easter, and I hope this day, you know, is filled with, with hope and joy. Uh, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Easter in general, and we're going to talk about our, our reading for today. But... Um, my gosh, you know, if we can't derive hope from Easter, uh, I'm, I'm thinking then we're just not hearing the words well. And so what I'm going to try to do, what Bridgie's going to try to do, is, uh, is help deliver that. And if we can, great. And if not, hey, listen, it's the Word of God. You let the Holy Spirit deliver it. Uh, and if God chooses to use us, that's great too. Hey, by the way, this is one and the same daughter who uh, did the music, the intro and the exit. So when you read on there, you know, original score written and performed by Bridget Zank, it was this Bridget Zank. What do you say, Bridget? I say, if you don't like it, it was a different Bridget Zank. It was not me. And they're everywhere. You just can't throw a stone without hitting a Bridget Zank. So you just never really know. All right, my friends, let's read our gospel reading today. Bridgie's going to read that for us. It's Matthew 28, verses 8 to 15. Now, this week, this last weekend, if you went on Saturday night to the vigil, you heard Luke. If you went on Sunday morning, most likely you heard John. So um, we're going to hear out of Matthew today. Matthew 28, 8 to 15. Let's break open God's word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The women, deep in wonder and full of joy, lost no time in leaving the tomb. They ran to tell the disciples. Then Jesus met them, stopping them in their tracks. Good morning, he said. They fell to their knees, embraced his feet, and worshipped him. Jesus said, You're holding on to me for dear life. Don't be frightened like that. Go tell my brothers that they are to go to Galilee, and that I'll meet them there. Meanwhile, the guards had scattered, but a few of them went into the city and told the high priests everything that had happened. They called a meeting of their religious leaders and came up with a plan. They took a large sum of money and gave it to the soldiers, bribing them to say, 
His disciples came in the night and stole the body while we were sleeping. They assured them, if the governor hears about your sleeping on duty, we will make sure you don't get blamed. The soldiers took the bride, bribe and did as they were told. That story, cooked up in the Jewish High Council, is still going around. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Thank you, Bridge. So, as we take a look at this Gospel, Bridge, is there a story, a wording, a phrasing, uh, an event happening within there that you are struck with or that you want to share with uh, those listeners here today? Yeah, um, I think that I'm struck struck by the just what Jesus says right away. The good morning, good morning. like <laughs> that's just so funny to me. It's, it's so human, though. It is, it yeah. Is. Oh yeah, you can point. It okay, at you. I'll, I'll make sure that they hear me. It's no problem. <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny because it's just so it's so human, like you said, and. Um, so not what they're expecting and it is i mean it's the good morning right um and i just i love that and just good morning i love that and to see how frightened they still were um of course because i would be too in that situation i'm sure many of us would be um i think it's just a very human passage well and the question then would be bridgie what are they frightened of what are they frightened of at that point are they frightened and and not that you can answer this but but it's on the table here are they frightened that he's a ghost? Are they frightened that they are dreaming, that it's a delusion? Are they frightened that, okay, we got him back, and now we got to hold on to him tight because otherwise he's going to go away again. They're going to do something bad to him again. And he even says, you don't need to hold on to me so tightly. You know, it's okay. I'm, I, I've got this. And so what is it? What do you conjecture? What are your thoughts? What? Because, again, we know do not be afraid is the most used phrase in all of Scripture. What are they afraid of at this point? That is a good question, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I I don't know if this is, oh, yeah. this is you know, correct at all. But um, as I would put myself in the women's position, I would imagine myself being afraid of everything that I don't know at that point. I knew that this was my savior and I then knew that he was being crucified, something I'm sure I wouldn't have understood. And then I knew three days later that he was risen. And I think there's a lot of unknowns and I think that we get really scared about everything that we can't control. I think that's, yeah, I, I, I agree something we can't control, something that's new, something that I've got to figure out, I've got to change to adapt to, to what this situation is because I've never seen anything like this before. I, I can't even imagine how many things would be going through my mind, you know, at, at racing through it. So a little bit of background just for everybody. Before the women were going away from the tomb, had we read Matthew's Gospel, which, by the way, we'll read next year, Easter Sunday at the Vigil. Um, it's, it's basically the Easter story the the ladies Mary uh, Magdalene and the other Mary whoever that is Mary the wife of Clopas most likely uh, go to the tomb uh, the two the stone is in front of it all of a sudden like uh, a bolt of lightning comes down and this this angel comes stone rolls away the angel sits on it and uh, and says listen 
you know, this Jesus that you seek is not here. Uh, and, uh, and so they get the news, and he says, go back and tell your brothers uh, that he goes ahead of them to Galilee, that, he, that they're to go to Galilee and meet them there. And so that's why it says uh, they're to bring the news, and Jesus tells them the, the same thing. And so, yeah, it's fascinating, fascinating. And both, the angel's first word was do not be afraid, as well as Jesus. Again, because I think as Bridgie, you said, there's something about being in a situation that's uncomfortable, that's unknown, that's that I'm not in control, whatever, and all of a sudden my anxiety level rises. We deal with that all the time. And Jesus is saying, stop, I got this. So whatever situation, my friends, you and I are in right now, maybe we're feeling out of control. Maybe we're feeling, you know, challenged. Maybe we're feeling something's new and I don't know what's expected of me uh, or, or something doesn't make sense to me and I've got to wrap my head around it. <sighs> Jesus says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. He's there too. He goes ahead of us, right? He goes ahead of us. That to me is one of the most comforting things. I don't know, my friends, what you need on Tuesday. I don't know what you need uh, next Friday. I don't know what I need. But you know who does? The one who goes ahead of us. That we will meet on Tuesday. And we will meet on Friday. And that's okay. That's good enough. That's good enough and allow that to be. Here's the other thing I'll say, and then, then I want uh, both uh, Bridgie and I just talk in general about Easter and, and we'll, uh, and I'll be, because this is the octave, my friends. I'll be talking about Easter all this week. Um, but Bridget is only with me uh, today. They're, they're heading back tomorrow. So, so wonderful she could be here. You know, at the end, uh, there's that odd story about uh, the soldiers going and reporting to the chief priest, hey, you know, body's risen. This is, this is bad news. And they're like, here's some money. Just tell everybody that you fell asleep. Disciples came, stole the body. Uh, and it says at the end that this is the story that is around even, even now, persists still. Um, and I guess the question I'd have for all of us, rhetorical, but how do we know? How do we know that story isn't right? How do we know the Christians just didn't say, hey, okay, you know, that's the rumor that's going around, but we've got to quash it, and we're going to come up with this other story, you know, that it wasn't disciples. What, what in your thought uh, says that, no, that just doesn't make sense? Have you met Jesus Christ in person so you know he's alive? Because that sure would do it, right? I, I, I mean, I would think that's the preeminent um, thing. What a great word. I had to search for that. The preeminent uh, thing, thought, <laughs> in our minds that would, in our hearts, that would change us and realize Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And uh, But even beyond that, I look at the action of the disciples. You know, again, we can, we can make fun of Peter all we want. And, and frankly, there are plenty of things to do so with. But he's also just as strong uh, in, in who he comes back to be on the other side of that. And, and look at the actions of, of Philip as he as he's, you know, baptizes the person on his way up north. Or, or Paul when he meets Christ. Or, or you know, any of the disciples that are, that are going to go to their death. And not one of them says, it was all a gag. It was all, you know, put on a show. There's really nothing here. And none of them did that. 
I mean, brothers and sisters, Paul reminds us, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then, then our faith is in vain. We are, we are to be pitied. And so this whole idea, I mean, it rests on, and this day rests on, do we believe that Christ is risen from the dead? Any thoughts on that, Bridge, before we change to a general topic of Easter? Yeah, no, I think that's a really good, I'm glad you brought up that point because that's something I was reflecting on while reading the gospel. I think that, you know, earlier this week in our family was sharing um, miraculous stories, um, coincidences or not, or, or something of a higher power. They were re- really interesting stories. And I just was thinking about those stories and how it is easy to like want to pull them apart and see where the flaws in this and and I think about how gratifying it it can feel to like feel like we have proof of our religion and at the same time knowing that part of faith is that we don't know and that we're taking that jump and I think that's part of the miraculous part is that we don't know we don't we don't have proof but we believe, you know, because there's, there's something deeper. There's something in our souls that is pulling us towards this faith. I, I've always felt, you know, I mean, I love our family. I love school. I love, you know, my friends, but I've always felt, you know, my, my soul is homesick for heaven Mm -hmm. and I'm sure I'm not alone in that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's that aching. Yeah. It's that aching Mm -hmm. that that's where our faith comes in. Yeah. Beautifully said. Uh, so, Bridge, when you think of Easter, um, and, and this will be the, you know, one and you give a thought, what does Easter mean to you? And then I'll do the same and we'll, we'll end our pod for today on that. But whether it's this celebration, whether it's, it's, you know, things that go along with the celebration or whatever, what, what does Easter, what has Easter, what can Easter mean to you uh, individually uh, as a person or collectively for all of us in your thoughts i love this question um and i think aside from me crying every easter morning because i can't find my easter basket true story (laughs) this is a tradition in our family (laughs) there are many photos of me crying not finding my easter basket um, and this was not when I was just little. This <laughs> oh, last year, I think, although I did not see tears this morning, I will say that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't cry this Easter. Um, but aside from that, I would say that I love Easter because I think commercially, com- the commercialization of Easter, it comes at a random time in the year. You know, it's like, oh, I, I just always forget about it, I think. Like, oh, yeah, there's Easter in there, you know, in between Mother's Day and in, in between St. Patrick's Day or whenever it falls. Um, and I love it partly because of that reason, because I'm always at the point in my school year, in my work, where I am burnt out, I am exhausted, and I am looking for new life. And Easter just brings that out of the blue. You know, it's liter- it's literally the symbol of new life in the church. <laughs> I mean, couldn't be more on the nose with that. But I think it's so beautiful in that it's like, bring your weary, you know, bring your burdens. And, and I come weary <laughs> with my burdens. Let me tell you, I do every year. And, and God says, I got this. 
I got this because I did this, you know, and I got you and, and we're going to move forward and it's going to, it's going to be not just okay, but it's going to be glorious. I love that. I, and I love that you said we so many times in there. Um, I guess this is what I'll say for today. And again, my friends, we're going to talk Easter this whole week during the octave because it is the same as Easter Sunday from, to, well, yesterday, Sunday the 17th through Sunday the 24th. That's the octave. And even though we celebrate this for 50 days, the season, Easter day, that octave, this is such a big deal. So we're going to talk a lot about Easter. But that we part, you know, my, I, I, I just think, my friends, I've said this to you many times that, that you know, the, the miracles of Jesus, we can't just look at them and say, wow, you know, that just, he must have been an amazing man. And, uh, and we leave it at that and say, wow, I wish I could have met him there. Uh, what a great guy. What a, what a, a follower of, of God. Because we miss the point. The, the, those miracles always point beyond. They always point beyond to a reality that is true within all of us and for all of us. Every miracle, it, it, it says something about who we are, how the world is, who God is, all that stuff does. And this is the miracle, capital T, capital M. Um, I, I mean, like Bridgie said earlier, and I love that phrase, it is the good morning. <laughs> I mean, that's what today is. Uh, and, and it doesn't just speak about Jesus, like, wow, you know, this means God must have loved him or, or uh, verified his mission on earth. And, and so, therefore, great, great, you know, Jesus rose from the dead, proves he was God, so we just have to listen to all his words. No, my friends, it's more than that, because Easter deals with us, us, us. And, and here's what I'll say, and I'm sure I'll talk more about it this week. But, you know, Paul mentions it all the time, that Christ destroyed death, that the resurrection destroyed death. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means, brothers and sisters, and, and I'm convinced of this, for years, I just thought that the stone had to roll away so Jesus could get out. Well, if we're, if we're listening to Matthew, the stone didn't roll away until Mary uh, Magdalene and, and Mary, wife of Clopas, were there. And then it rolled away when the angel came down and he said, Jesus is already out of here. He's risen. The stone rolled away not so Jesus could look, could get out. So you and I instead, it rolled away so we could look in and see that death is empty. Empty. It's how Paul can say, you know, death, where is your sting? Where is your victory? It's swallowed up in the victory of Christ because death has nothing. It has no power. Which means, brothers and sisters, the resurrection is not just about Jesus. Thanks be to God. It is about you and I, and it foreshadows what awaits for us. Because we do not be, need to be afraid, in the words of the angel, in the words of uh, Jesus himself. We do not need to be afraid about death. Because it is our entryway into the kingdom of God. Which, of course, is here already to a degree. But, but it's, it, when Bridgie says there's that yearning, that yearning, that ache to be home because it's in its fullness in the presence of God there. Do not need to be afraid, brothers and sisters. Christ destroyed death. And that thing, that web that is woven over all of us, as Isaiah says in chapter 25, that thing that we fear most, Jesus is saying, to use Bridget's words, I got this. I got this. You don't need to be afraid. I've opened the passage. You can look in. There's nothing there. It's empty. It's a shadow. It's got nothing for you 
to be afraid of. That's the news of this day, and that's why it truly is a good morning. So my friend, oh, Bridget wants to say one other thing. I do, not to drag it on, because he put a nice little button on that, but <laughs> um, but I do actually want to talk about something else, if we can. Can you address um, the phrase octave of Easter, what that means? So what the octave means, brothers and sisters, octave, of course, meaning eight. Uh, it is the eight days. So there are feasts within Christianity that are particularly special, that we cannot celebrate simply for one day. They are so special, we need to celebrate them for eight days. And particularly two of them. I think Pentecost used to have one, uh, but now it is Christmas and it is Easter. And so we celebrate Christmas for eight days uh, from December 25th through January 1st. It's why there is a feast day at the end of that. It's called Mary, the Mother of God now. But for those eight days, even though the Christmas season goes longer, we celebrate Christmas because it is so special for those eight days, that octave. And the same with Easter. We celebrate it from Easter Sunday on Sunday, the 17th, through the 24th, which is now called, um, thanks be to John Paul II, Divine Mercy Sunday, because we get to see what mercy looks like. Uh, in action, and it is those eight days are, are not, you know, Tuesday in the Easter season. It is like it's Easter as well. In those eight days, it is so special. We celebrate Easter Sunday for eight days, and we can still say Happy Easter to each other for those eight days. Thank you, Joe. Um, <laughs> I I want to comment on that because you kept saying Octave of Easter, and I didn't know what it meant really, but. I am a music major, as I said before, oh, yeah. and I think octave yeah. in music terms. Yeah. And what I was putting together while you were saying that is it's so cool because when you're thinking of um, any key in music, you do an octave scale generally when you play any key. And in that octave scale, there's only two notes that are the same. That's the octave. It's low do and high do. Mm -hmm. And I thought, how beautiful is that that there's these two notes there's the high do low do and i mean take this for what it's worth listeners because it, i might be digging here but it's a cool connection um that perhaps we're the low do and and god is the high do with us and what's interesting especially in these keys is that those two do's are always the grounding force in any key any piece of music you're listening to it doesn't feel resolved until you return back to one of those two notes and how beautiful is that, right? And right, and so you know, I think that just is such—it's a good metaphor for Easter, resolving our our season and resolving where we are in our lives, right? Maybe that is why she's number one daughter, huh? I, I uh, that was good. That was deep, and I dig that. I love that. It it, it needs. It cannot be resolved until it returns to one of those two places, God and us ultimately being in union together. Oh, my gosh. So good. My friends, we have gone overboard, uh, but this is great, and, and it's celebratory. And so let us take it to prayer, shall we? And so we begin as we begin all things in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The first glorious mystery, Jesus rises from the dead. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. My friends, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed, baby. (laughs) Have a wonderful Monday. God bless you and happy Easter.